Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. True North, an AM 1460 and FM 101.1. The answer, Saturday mornings at 8 or via podcast anytime. Now, let's get into it with your host, Dirk Hobbs. Good morning, Southern Colorado. Welcome to True North. I am your host, Dirk Hobbs. Welcome to the show. Welcome to another beautiful Colorado morning here. It is the 27th of May. Can you believe we've already fried through May already? That's unbelievable. So anyway, just uh, glad to have you listening in. We've got a very special guest in the studio this morning. We're going to talk about some arts scene going on here and some big projects going on downtown that I want you to know about. But before we go there, um, I want to mention a few things to you. One is our golf tournament that is coming up on September 18th. Um, If you hate the topic of human trafficking like I do, it's like a visceral hatred Uh, Something emerges inside of me uh, when I hear that topic. I just I just want to snuff all of those bad people. Uh, But it it is a big topic that has proliferated our culture. And uh, it's, it's not a new phenomenon, but it's it's permeated into our country, into our community. And I want to do something and I hope you'll join me to start the efforts of these predators. And uh, we've got a golf tournament called Ambassadors for Hope. A, I am partnering with one of the great orthopedic groups in town, Colorado Springs Orthopedic Group. Big shout out to them. And we are looking for golfers to come out and have a great day on the golf course. We're playing at Flying Horse, uh, the club at Flying Horse. It's a great uh, Weisskopf golf course. So if you're into that, Come out and join us. Uh, spend a day. We're going to feed you an amazing breakfast, an amazing lunch, and then you get to hang out with four of your best friends, or three of your best friends, because you're the fourth, and run around that golf course and play around in the park for a half a day. Skip work or school or whatever you're doing, and uh, come out and play with us. Uh, all our proceeds are going to go to Reclaiming Hope. This is an amazing group. So these folks are standing ready to catch people as they come out of human trafficking. And they fit them with outfits and a duffel bag and basically a dignity kit. Uh, This helps them take their first steps into a a more normal life. And uh, they're tedious first steps and they're they're scared. And this, this group puts their arms around them and they just love on them give them some clothes and some items to get themselves cleaned up and feel like a human being again. And I really hope you will come and join us on this mission. So you can check out the golf tournament at ambassadorsforhopecos.com. You can register there. Hey, if you want to support it, if you're a corporate person out there and you want your company to be, get lean into this and get behind it, we certainly welcome that. Give us a call. And we will take great care of you. Uh, We've got great tchotchke gifts, uh, amazing shirts. Uh, It's going to be a fun day. 
And all those proceeds go to help somebody take their first steps back in to a warm and normal life. All right. So that's topic number one. Topic number two, I, my company, Colorado Media Group, is launching a new business publication called the Southern Colorado Business Forum and Digest. Now, this is, uh, you know, we've been noodling this for about a year. And there is such a desperate need for businesses to communicate with one another and for people outside of Colorado Springs to see into our region and see the level of sophistication, uh, the industries that are here, the economic development conversation, the uh, venture funding discussion, the arts, everything. And they need to see what we have to offer. Right now, that is absent in our market. So we are going to cover from Castle Rock South to Trinidad, Canyon City East to uh, the Kansas border. And we're going to cover all things Southern Colorado. So if you're interested in that, give me a quick call, 719-330-7448. And let's have a conversation because uh, we're going we're gonna to showcase the economic sectors and the amazing things that the people and businesses of Southern Colorado are doing. And we're also going to keep a watchful eye on that Denver group who tends to make policies sometimes that we don't like. So we're going to keep an eye on them as well. Uh, Anyway, so those are the announcements this morning. We're glad you're here. Now let's get to the real meat of the show. I have an amazing woman sitting in front of me this morning. She has um, been credited with the development of the Colorado Springs Conservatory She brought that to town, and we are so grateful for that because there are so many people that have benefited from the work that you've poured your heart into. Linda Weiss is sitting across from me. Good morning. Good morning, Dirk. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad you're here. You're one of my favorite people in this community. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm so proud of you. I'm just beaming at all that you're doing for so many, so thank you. We're working hard. You and I both know about hard work. Yeah, yeah. Balance is a whole new definition. Indeed. Well, the the Colorado Springs Conservatory was just one of many projects Linda's brought to the table. She's got this simple gift series we're going to get into. And then, of course, the city auditorium project going on downtown. This is a huge milestone for the city. And I want all our listeners to listen very, very carefully. But let's get to know Linda a little bit. Linda, you're not from Colorado. You're from New York. Yes, I'm from Buffalo, New York, a little town outside of Buffalo, Williamsville, New York. Okay. Well, take us on the journey from Buffalo to Colorado Springs. Oh, we don't have that (laughs) much time. No, I was born in Buffalo. I'm one of the eldest of four daughters. um, And I had two beautiful parents who dedicated uh, really everything they had to the success of their daughters. And um, and so I uh, I I was identified early on as having musical capacity. And so I was, um, my mom started teaching me piano at two. Um, By three, I was going downtown. This is all true. Downtown Buffalo to a place called Villa Maria. And I was taught by nuns. Um, And uh, it was, I think everybody at some point should be taught piano by nuns because there were some nuns that were like really wonderful. And then there were nuns that were (laughs) a little tough, really tough. Um, But they all, it's funny because half my family is Polish. The other half is um, Lebanese, but all these nuns spoke Polish. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so just being in that ecosystem and, and I, I loved um, playing the piano, but it was, uh, I think about this often because 
people have said, you just can't take no for an answer or <laughs> when do you stop? And I think when those of us that grow up practicing an instrument or in a, in a, in a very, very rigorous, disciplined, um, y- you learn how to listen and you don't stop working until it's good. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's, yep. that's key. And then you start taking auditions and you hear no a lot more than you hear. Yes. Yep. But that doesn't mean you crawl into a corner and cry and quit. So, <laughs> um, from Buffalo, I started studying voice in high school. Um, then I was accepted to the Oberlin conservatory for piano and voice, um, vocal performance and opera. Wow. And then, um, stayed there a fifth year to get my master's. Um, and then was accepted to um, Juilliard to study opera. Wow. In the meantime, though, That's amazing. I went to Chautauqua Institution, which is in upstate New York, which is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place for a young person to grow up and learn how to love art because it's right there um, up by the Finger Lakes and the Cleveland Orchestra would come and the Cleveland Playhouse and um, you had your lessons in your classes. And um, But I remember the first summer my dad... Um, came home and said, you know, I've enrolled you at Chautauqua and you'll be gone for nine weeks. And I was so mad at him because I was like, I think it was like in the sixth or seventh grade. And I was like, wait, you're sending me away for nine weeks away from my friends. <laughs> and he showed up nine weeks later. I was like, what are you doing here? Like, this is my world now. Um, and but at a certain point, I started to come to Aspen. music festival to study because that's what you did. You followed your teachers to study. So that was your foray into Colorado. Correct. And so for five summers, I came to Aspen and um, loved it, studied uh, and did the opera program there. And, um, and a lot of my friends were at central city. So I was very aware of what Colorado had to offer. And I will tell you, so, but at that time I was living in New York Mm -hmm. and, as a student in Juilliard, you know, you don't move there for the campus life. There is no campus life. <laughs> True. But um, the, the, the interesting trail that leads me, I find, to where I am now is that when I was at Juilliard, um, my teacher passed away. Hmm. And again, you go there to study with your teacher. And, um, and uh, she passed. Okay. And I knew that I wanted to keep studying. Sure. Um, so a friend of mine got me a job on Wall Street in, in at back office operations at Citicorp Investment Bank because I knew how much money I needed to make. Mm-hmm. And um, and that was my parlay into Wall Street. And mm-hmm. I stayed there for three years and I loved every single second of it. No kidding. I um, I loved the pace. I was there on that trading floor at 5 a.m. I was promoted to the trading floor. I became a trading assistant. And then they wanted to send me to get my Series 7 and my MBA at Columbia. And that's when I said, I got to go because y'all are so miserable. (laughs) Yeah, that's not a happy group. (laughs) Um, But but it was a great group and um, and I loved them. And it was where I learned how important capitalism is. It was where I learned how the arts and business play such a key role, because after that, um, I, 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 I left, I passed on that offer and I left and I went to work for the Richard Tucker Foundation. And it was there that a little Jewish woman named Karen Kreendler Nelson, she is still my mentor, um, raised $7 million a year for a PBS show. That'll do. And this is where I saw it come together because on her board were all the banks that I was hanging out with down on Wall Street. Mm-hmm. And they had the season tickets. They did the sponsorships. They made sure that the art and the quality of the art was um, had integrity. And um, and that was my parlay into 
don't tell me what's impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you're passing trades over to the Fed, you know, 25, 50, $100 million, and somebody says, well, $1,000 is an awful lot of money, Linda. You're like, really? <laughs> okay. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's, that's um, so then I was at a point in New York where I said, you know, I can live anywhere as long as I'm near an airport. And I landed in Colorado Springs thinking I'd just mind my own business and just do my opera and live here. Mm. And, and that, that didn't really, really go that didn't way. Go. Yeah, <laughs> it really didn't go that way. By the way, did you learn those symbols that they do on the floor, on on the floor of Wall Street? Oh, no. Oh, no. no, we our trading floor, because we were fixed income securities, Got it. was, you know, a little different. 300 guys behind uh a computer. But if you can imagine, we were still faxing everything. <laughs> Everybody was working on hard copies. Yeah. Ah, the facts. Show, show a uh, 20 something a fax and they will stare at it for They'll about a week. They'll put a, a piece week. of bread in it and go, <laughs> this must be a toaster. That's awesome. <laughs> well, hey, we're hanging out with Linda Weiss. She is uh, somebody very special to this community. I think if you know her, you know that. And if you don't, you're going to get to know her over the next 45 minutes. Uh, founder of the Colorado Springs Conservatory, and we've got a lot more to talk about with regards to Simple Gifts and the auditorium. So stay with us. We'll be back in a minute. I got a nightmare phone call that no parent wants to receive. Someone hit me going 60 miles an hour. Dr. Ramos uh, came highly recommended. When I showed him the x-rays, he immediately knew exactly what was wrong. We've had a tremendous experience with Ramos Law. Really, I could not be happier. Having the car accident was an accident. Finding Ramos Law was no accident. Injured in a car accident? Ramos Law can help. RamosLaw.com. And we're back. Good morning, Southern Colorado. Glad you're with us. Uh, Well, hopefully this smoke from the Canadian fires will start to clear out soon. Be careful out there if you have upper respiratory issues or anything like that. Uh, Don't want you getting hurt. So take it easy. Uh, but definitely go out and enjoy the beautiful warm day. We are hanging out with Linda Weiss. Uh, we were just getting underway when we had to take a little break, and uh, she was on her way to Colorado Springs from Buffalo. Uh, she finally arrived, and Linda, what's next? Oh, well, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's an interesting story. It's a journey. Um, it's funny. I do find myself, especially recently in meetings with the Department of Labor, I'm like, for this, I went to Juilliard to study opera. But um, uh, it's all, it is very operatic. That's for sure. Working with the department of labor, but um, the, um, no, I, I, I was very committed after several summers in Aspen and I just fell in love with um, the mountains and I fell in love with the fact, I mean, this is a true, I, we don't sweat here. (laughs) Isn't that wonderful? Some people can't stand it and I just love it. Uh, I love the dryness. I love, I love the cold, you know, growing up in Buffalo and of course then, you know, nearly 10 years in New York city, but the, I landed here. I thought I would land in Denver and here's the true story. And I hope that people hear this and recognize that I came down for a day trip and went to hear what was at the time, the Colorado Springs Philharmonic. Hmm. And this is 1992, right? So Colorado in general has a reputation for being a certain kind of state. Right. And um, and so we, but I thought in Colorado Springs especially had this interesting reputation. But I went to this concert and I thought if a city this size has an orchestra this good, we're not getting the whole story 
about what this city is. Wow. And so I literally said, I'm not going to live in Denver because I just wasn't, I did not want to live in another big city. And I moved to Colorado Springs again. We had an airport. Check. Check. Um, we ha- we were very close to the mountains. I could hike every morning. Check. That's all I needed. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, uh, but then I sang with the with the symphony, and people started asking me if I would teach their children. Okay. And that's when I became very aware of kind of the resources that were out there for for kids. Okay. Children, or especially the lack thereof. Or yes, and 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 having an opportunity to build the capacity to achieve dreams. Yeah. And so in 1994, I kind of put down my foot and said, I'm going to start this program and kids that come to the conservatory have to do certain things. It's not just a lesson because a 30 minute lesson once a week does not for Broadway stars make. <laughs> and, um, at, you know, and they want to go to these good schools. And so hence the Colorado Springs conservatory was born and um, and we started with an after school program, and then we started with um, during the day partner programs with Harrison School District, Head Start, um, Fourth Judicial District. If at the YMCA, anybody that approached me and said, "I want to, I want to develop a partnership," I said, "Yes, Absolutely. yes, 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 yes." Yep. And so I'm so proud of the work that we did over the years, and you know, up, up to 2018. Well, and then. And then, um, and just a lot of, a lot, my life was, is more robust than I can ever imagine. I remember one time being in front of city council and Jeff Green asked, how many children do you think you've affected? And I literally couldn't answer. I didn't know. My eyes filled up. Yeah. And I said, Jeff, I have no idea. Hundreds hmm. of thousands, hundreds of thousands. And That's I amazing. just... Just love kids, love, and I love them all. And the the work um, served in so many capacities, right? And and along the way, and this helps actually define the project that I'm on now with the city auditorium. What we recognized was kids that had access to arts education, and it it's not just you know the and this is what's tragic because in the school you have some schools have a lady with a cart that shows up once a week. Mm-hmm. You know, you realize how fortunate were we in, in New York State where through the 12th grade, we were required two to three arts. Sure. You were um, immersed in it. Yeah. yeah. And it was every day yeah. and after school and mm-hmm. and, um, and and in your daily life. I oh, mean, constantly. Yeah. And those were your friends and you stayed out of trouble. But <laughs> it was interesting moving here and 17 school districts and everybody's got their own yep. um, their own capacity and. But really developing an understanding of the broader scope of what's possible no matter where we're meeting. So along the way, developed very, very intense and intentional partnerships with the county, mm-hmm. El Paso County, with the state, and of course with the city, but with agencies that no one would have ever expected a music school to become friendly with. Sure. But at the end of the day, we were able to prove and have uh, and, and develop the metrics to like Programs like the Colorado Springs Conservatory and others like it reduce recidivism. Mm -hmm. Um, Programs like the conservatory uh, and other programs um, reduce teen teen suicide and teen pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Um, Access to drugs. I mean, we have the data. It's so simple, but it, and it's what, what we have come to call it. It's an upstream preventive program disguised as an arts program. You're wired that way though. I mean, you see connections where others don't. 
and and you start to build those conversations. What was that a, a, an uphill climb for you to get s- some of those organizations to see what you were trying to accomplish there? No, no, they really. I never see anything as a climb. I just see it as a lesson. Beauty, <sighs> absolutely. Like this love morning it. was my. <laughs> I had a big lesson this morning. I'm like, oh, you guys are killing me. But um, I'm like, there's a lesson in here. Um, there, uh, the, um, I think, Dirk, to your point, it comes down to people, doesn't mm-hmm. it? It does. Because if you just stay true to your mission and you stay, you, you hold your North Star so clearly, mm-hmm. people, the right people will see that star. And for me, it was always about the kids. Mm-hmm. It was always about the kids. Love that. And I didn't care what it took. If a kid walked in and said, I want to just want to design sound for Cirque du Soleil the rest of my life, Miss Linda, you're like, okay, well, <laughs> let me start calling my friends. Let me just figure that out, right? Mm-hmm. Because it was really easy for a kid to say that out loud. But how many people truly make that extra effort? Mm-hmm. Dirk, not many. No, the advocates aren't there. There and yeah. it's because you know what? It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. But before you know it, the kid is 24, 25 years old, and the last thing you want is that kid just, you know, a waif in the wind. Sure. You just at least want to set them on a path. And I'm really proud to say, you know, for 28 years, we graduated um, 100% of the high school seniors to 100% of the colleges, conservatories, universities they wanted to go to. Then COVID hit. That's extraordinary. And yeah, and it takes. It takes a whole village. Yeah. It takes a whole state. I mean, I had kids that literally walked in and said, well, I want to be a senator and a pilot. You're like, okay, Rock on. let me find those people. Mm-hmm. Let me find those people. Um, so, so, so at the end of the day, the conservatory became this very robust, diverse um, program. And as, as one key leader in the community always says, uh, you're not an arts program. You're an education program disguised as an arts program. I was like, but th- it is arts. Can we just like come to the terms with why, the fact that at the end of the day, that? creativity <laughs> is what defines us as humans. Yeah. And if we don't nurture that early on in life, um, it goes away. And that's why we're seeing all of the things that we're seeing. I work with teachers now intensely. And I had one teacher a couple weeks ago, literally break down in tears and say, we are sucking the imagination out of kids oh, by seven. Yeah. And so along the way, you know, I became very committed to that zero to five. And um, and what what uh, what happened there was just truly extraordinary with partners like Head Start, National Head Start, um, Joint Initiatives, and our friends up at the state, mm-hmm. really recognizing what's the impact of early childhood education, especially when it comes to creativity, and then keeping that workforce in a space where they can be creative. Because the best thing we can do is send a kid into kindergarten and still have them dreaming about making airplanes and 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 all of that, How and then cool give that? them the tools. Yeah, it's and it's it it and if you can give them a a a, a passage with an instrument mm-hmm. or a discipline. Then they learn self-efficacy, they learn self-discipline, they learn self-motivation, they learn all of those things. And, um, and that's, that's been my journey. And, uh, you know, we, we can, you know, take it from there. But at the end of the day, the conservatory ended up being part of what I was destined to do. Well, and it's one of the most extraordinary places in the community. And I want to encourage everybody to look them up online, Colorado Springs Conservatory. 
And uh, what's what's the easiest way for people to connect with them? What's the just website? Just call them. Just call them. Yep, just call them. 719- Great folks. 719-577-4556. Figured you'd know that number. Yep. So give them a call, folks, because, um, you know, this is the silver lining. You know, when we say we're sucking the life out of our children by age seven, that says something about our culture. That says something about our willingness to put our arms back around those kids and uh, love on them and and get them the tools and the resources and the people that can help them take those first steps into life, into their passions, into what they're wired to do. And what a blessing you have given this community. And I know you didn't do it alone and you would never say that you did, but your name is on the uh, faceplate and it's because you took those initial steps and you started building that into an absolutely extraordinary asset for this community. Thank you. Oh, for thank that. you. Absolutely. But I want to get into your some of your other projects because as if you weren't busy enough there. Now you're not doing day-to-day ops over there anymore, right? No, I I um I left there to launch the City Auditorium the City project. City Auditorium. That's where we're going to start when we pick up in the third quarter. Linda, one last question. What's your jam song when you really need a little boost in the car? Oh, I have a number of them, but I would say one of my go-tos is I Lived um, by One Republic. That's a good one. Hope when you take that jump, you don't feel the fall. The news and events that matter to you. AM 1460 and FM 101.1. The Answer. Okay, we're back for the second half of True North. We're so glad you're with us. And if you've been listening, you've been listening to Linda Weiss, who's the uh, extraordinary uh, member of our community. If if you haven't met her, you need to find her because uh, it's not the, hard. It's not hard. <laughs> She's everywhere. Uh, That's so funny. But what a blessing to the town. Uh, this Colorado Springs Conservatory was was just the first step, really uh, long journey. Certainly not painless, but you influence so many lives. And I'm just so pleased to have you here and let people hear your story the way you want to tell it, because uh, it, it is an absolutely amazing journey uh, from where you started in, in Buffalo and then coming out all that great experience. <laughs> right. You, Everything is a journey, right? You Everything's part of the journey. You would have been on tour with Sarah Brightman or something. Right. I well, mean, there's a thought. There's right? a thought. <laughs> But you had all that operatic training. You had you were at Juilliard, and then you find yourself in Aspen. Then you find yourself on a day trip to Colorado Springs, yeah. and you said, "Wait a minute, the whole story is not being told here." Right. And I love that because I think you're right, and uh, we're very underrepresented and sometimes misrepresented yeah. as to the fiber of this community because there's a lot of strong and amazing things going on here. But you. You started the work with the conservatory, and then um, as we slide into 2018, 2019, we, you know, the, the C word, COVID, hits, and it's, uh, it changes the whole dynamics for everybody. But you and your team persevered and started. Oh, we rocked it. Finding solutions for kids who are kind of isolated out there. We pivoted in a heartbeat, and that's a testament to the team that that's I had awesome. at the time. I mean, we we were representing, we had 1,500 kids in all of the programs. Wow. And how do you find those kids? I mean, some kids didn't have internet. 
Some kids were, you know, all of a sudden, you know, they were with their grandmother in Houston. So dad could work and not work. I mean, kids just scattered. And so um, thanks to my incredible team at the conservatory at the time in 2020, um, we did. We pivoted on a dime. And one of those classes that I, I mean, we, 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 we offered a lot of things. We created a gap year with Oberlin Conservatory. So kids were able to okay. go online to Oberlin. I mean, we just, we just bloomed. And, um, and it was so much fun because it, again, it was all media related, right? It yeah. was all about how do you reach people and how do you get the, the story? So, um, yeah, in the, the early childhood programs alone, we were teaching 20 to 30 classes a week just to stay connected with those families, especially in fam- in spaces where kids don't didn't have access. So yeah, I was I, I, I recall very fondly the conversations with um, my colleagues at Head Start, mm-hmm. um, you know, finding money wherever we could so that kids could get Internet, they could get a computer, they could get a phone or we could help the mother pay their phone bill. I mean, it was just and so that that kid could come to class yeah. because that at the end of the day, when you're locked in and you have that connection with your 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 teacher, we were one of the first um, programs to have that face to face it wasn't just online, which we recognized early on was it was all about mental health. It was yep, like, yeah. oh, yeah, my teacher's waiting for me. I got to go. That's and even awesome. if they're on the screen. So it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And in the course pre pre covid, um, an opportunity had presented itself. But the, that opportunity in 2018 actually was preceded by a conversation in 2004. So let's back up for one second. Interesting. 2004, Mayor Rivera, Lionel Rivera, came up to me and said, what would it take to put the conservatory into City Odd? And I said, a lot, (laughs) Lionel. It's not not built to be a a, a programming. It's a a 1920s cafetorium. Um, And uh, so, but at the time... The team Semple Brown design that was built had just finished the preservation project at Memorial Hall, which is another utilitarian building in Pueblo, mm-hmm. was embarking on the journey of creating the Ellie Calkins Opera House in the Denver Auditorium. Got it. And so that team had heard that Mayor Rivera asked me about City Auditorium. And Chris Weinman, specifically, who's still with me Amazing after guy. all these years. Yep. yep. He's, uh, we're still friends. So that <laughs> says a lot. He, um, he, uh, he and his team showed up with this multi-floor um, design of a true community cultural hub. Interesting. 2004. So word got out and, um, and it, it got out in such a way that um, it was, it was a great learning experience the city, the citizens were not yet ready to um, embrace that. The city was more than ready. They were like, great, we are growing. We don't have the resources mm-hmm. to take care of this yeah, facility. We didn't have Ant or any of those other no, auditoriums. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. and but it was it was crumbling. I mean, it's 100 years yeah. of deferred maintenance. Correct. So, um, but it's a beautiful building. The last thing we want to do is tear down one of our last state iconic buildings. So it ran its course in 2004, and we learned a lot. But that design stayed front and center for leaders in our community. Okay, the city, the county, um, the developers, especially those that were building downtown. You know, downtown. I remember thirty years ago being at a table with with Chuck Miller, Chuck Murphy, Jeff Smith, mm-hmm. David Jenkins, dreaming about a park yeah. and some kind of Olympic presence. So these things don't happen quickly, right? So I learned, you know, they they really liked that design. Okay. 
So fast forward to 2018, because the city didn't wasn't able to put any resources toward the sure. city auditorium. So right. fast forward 18 years, and the city says, hey, if you still have that design, you should throw it in the ring, because we're going to do an RFP for a new management company for the city auditorium. I was like, okay. So I threw it in thinking, oh, we'll move, um, we'll, uh, we'll create this thing. And, and um, lo and behold, um, and God bless Mayor Southers, uh, who yep. said this is the answer long term. Got it. So um, I can't thank Mayor Southers enough. I can't thank Jeff Green, Bob Cope, City Council, mm-hmm. um, because amongst all the different um, options they had, we were awarded the RFP. In that process, it became clear that this was not only a full-time post, but we did not want to jeopardize um, the conservatory. So I stepped away from the conservatory, left it very whole, very Mm -hmm. good, um, good leadership, good mentors, um, and stepped into City Odd to lead that with a new 501c3 called the Colorado Springs Community Cultural Collective. That's a mouthful. I have an incredible board. (laughs) I can't say enough about my board. Um, because this is not a project for the faint of heart. Now, when you say we, we. is that the cultural collective that you're talking Correct. about? Okay. Correct. So that's the 501c3 that you set up. Correct. Got it. Correct. Okay. And um, and like I said, I mean, when you think about who takes on an $86 million adaptive, historic adaptive reuse, mm-hmm. um, you have to be a visionary first and foremost. You have to have um, fortitude. And um, and uh, just find joy in the journey. Yeah, because you're going to you're going to get met with resistance and people that don't understand the value of what you see and what you know is there. Yeah, because this is a cultural hub. It has been for Colorado Springs since the inception of the city. Yeah. 1923. 1923. 100 years old this year. That's amazing. So how do you deflect that? You know, when you have that day, that's like, you know what? This is not going well. <laughs> How do you deflect that? What, where do you champion your energy and resources to kind of make yourself whole again and come back the next day for another another round? Oh, that's so nice. Well, first of all, like I said, I have a fantastic board. I have an incredible advisory council. I have folks like you that have believed in this mm-hmm. um, from the beginning. So yeah, thank absolutely you. Absolutely do. Mm-hmm. I have found that um, it's very interesting on a very personal level. I have found... Um, that I am very, 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 very careful about um, who I trust. Sure. And I think that that was the biggest lesson for me mm-hmm. personally, because I will love and trust anybody I meet. And if you ask me to help change your tire in the middle of I-25, I would you pull will. over and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the first year of this was really understanding who who can you trust and and it's interesting because in this moment we we just went through a, a mayoral yes runoff right mm-hmm. and the lands the political landscape and the landscape escape up in denver um so and and i love politics truth be told i love it i find it fascinating i find it just uh just insanely um Curious unpredictable. and uh, <laughs> unpredictable, but this project is political. And again, I'm finding that those people, it comes down to people. Mm-hmm. And it's been interesting because the people that have been by my side are the people that are building the city. 
And they're also very, very, very equipped to take bullets and hits. And that's been um, most interesting. So So how far along are we today? Oh, we're, we're far along. I mean, I, we can, we can, you know, chat about the pivots and the, and the turns, um, but it's happening. I mean, we're, we've spent $8 million and no turning around. Um, so, (laughs) and we're affecting, oh yeah, Yeah. the ship is sailing (laughs) and, and, uh, we're just going to keep wind in the sails. So, yeah. Good. So when we come back with Linda Weiss, we're going to talk about how you can get involved, uh, both corporately and individually. And uh, then we're going to learn a little bit more about our Simple Gift Series, which is a true blessing to the youth of America, because it's not just here in Colorado Springs she's being seen. She's being seen all over the country. Back in a minute with Linda White. One critical fact that needs to be established is that your injuries were caused by the accident incident you were involved in. For your case to have merit, it must be made clear that had you not been in the crash in the first place, you wouldn't have been hurt. This is one of the most important steps in the entire process, and leaving it to anyone but an expert is a serious mistake. Ramos Law, doctor, lawyer, partner, combining medical and legal knowledge for better outcomes for you. All right, I got Kay Goodell over at the Rocky Mountain Vibes on the hook this morning. She's going to tell us what's going on. It's opening weekend. Kay, what's up? Hey, yeah, it's it's been busy here at the ballpark. We have opening day on Saturday with the first pitch being at 635. So we're really excited. There's a flyover. There's fireworks. There's giveaways. Really, we've jam-packed this into being the, the best kickoff to summer baseball in Colorado Springs that you could think of. Absolutely love it. I'm so excited. It's baseball season. It's going to be warm. It's going to be about 72 that day. Uh, tell us, how, how can folks get a quick ticket? Yeah, um, if you head to vibesbaseball.com, our tickets are up there. Our box office is open 9 to 5 every day leading up to it. Um, yeah, or just give us a call. Right on. Okay, we're back. Believe it or not, it's the fourth quarter of True North, and uh, I I love conversations like this because, I mean, you're really drawn in by the passion and the energy of the individual sitting across from us. And Linda Weiss, you're no exception to that. I mean, it's a blessing for me to be able to sit here for an hour and hang out and talk. And uh, But I love the way you describe this vision, how you portray it to the community. I mean, I've seen you speak on this probably – 20 times. Yeah. And each time actually gets a little bit more passion behind it. And, you know, you think you'd be like, oh, okay, I got to talk about this again. No. You are really on fire for this. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And, and the reason why is because early on, we realized that we needed to pivot. Mm-hmm. People were not seeing the vision. They were just seeing Linda attached to this old building, this big, big, big old and, building. Um, yep. my passion for the building is why we can't eliminate context. We can't eliminate history. We can't eliminate the stories of who we are and how we got here. And the city odd represents that. So that aside, what happened was I said, okay, if people can't see it. I'm going to start building out these programs now. And one of those programs was our creative workforce programs. And with that was four programs, culinary arts, media arts, theater tech arts, and um, early childhood enrichment um, training. Mm. And this, these were part of the conversations from the, from the get-go. I found a dear friend, one of these people, in Tracy Marquez at the um, Workforce Center, yep. who said, I totally understand what you're saying. And out of COVID, this was the world that we were living in. And there were true, true demands. 
and ways that we can start these programs. And thanks to Tracy, we were able to put in place an innovation grant um, where now, I mean, now we can tell the story because you can come into the well and come to our little Great restaurant place. called Shovel Ready. Yep. That's our culinary program. And you can meet those people. You can meet the student that's coming out of high school. You can meet the guy who lost his job in uh, during COVID. He's trying to figure it out. He wants to do restaurant work. Or you can meet the veteran that's uh, just coming out of their third Love deployment. It. Just wants to. But this is an earn and learn program. And so now people are like, oh, I understand mm-hmm. how she's going to fill this. <laughs> yes, there'll be performances. There'll be conferences. There'll be um, concerts. There'll be receptions gathered. But how will this thing... Um, continue to feed and 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 the soul of our city is by affording access to this these creative um, pathways and mm-hmm. one of those is workforce so here we are and we've got all four of those programs launched and um, and it's not hard to get involved I mean those of you listening if you have someone who is looking into getting into those careers um, please email us. Um, call me on my cell. That's fine too. But email <laughs> us at communityculturalcollective.org um, if you um, are interested in some of the upcoming events. We've got a whole uh, seven months, a very, very robust um, way that we're we're heightening awareness, but also elevating the conversation of what's possible and what the future will look like. So that campaign is called Elevate City Odd. We've got concerts. We've got the gala. We've got the, a, another coroner's ball. Mm-hmm. You can buy tickets for that those things. That was an things. amazing event. <laughs> yeah, these are going to be great events yep. um, because our, our our goal is to be under construction next year. Okay. And it's a three-year construction period. Mm-hmm. So all what's great about what we did was what we've done is all of these programs can happen. Some of them will happen inside the auditorium, but they can all happen off-site until we cut the ribbon. And my goal is that we're all standing around that building and we cut the ribbon and that thing is clicking on all cylinders the it. minute we cut the ribbon. We are really good at opening things and going, okay, so now what? Um, but this is not. <laughs> yeah. This is, we, we pivoted. You can, um, you can learn more about those programs, again, at the website, communityculturalcollective.org. We are always looking for volunteers now. Okay. It's become really clear where, that, um, where those folks can um, participate. And, uh, and then, um, and then you, can, you can contribute. Yep. Whether you're interested in um, uh, de- helping us to develop these programs and change lives through creative uh, workforce, um, you know, you can contribute there. You can also become a Centennial Society member, which is a really easy way to contribute. Um, you know, the, the interesting part about this building, it was built by 75 women. No and kidding. they call themselves the Colorado Springs Society. So we, we've now at 100 years, we're doing the, uh, the Centennial Society, the City Auditorium Centennial Society. So $1,000 a year for five years. We're looking for 1,000 people. That's a $5 million contribution from the community. That's this right. thing belongs to the community. Um, and uh, But, you know, suffice it to say, there's still some work on the inside. We've got a, um, the city will be transferring the asset to the 501c3. And then, um, and then we're going to embark on that, that larger capital campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but the beauty is there's so many ways that you can get involved and, uh, and we would invite you and welcome you. Does the state have a commitment in this as well? Um, well, have, have we're every, the, the, the federal government, the state, the county, the city, um, everyone's participating. That's amazing. It is. It is amazing. And one of the, one of the, Interesting segues we can throw in there, because when you were talking about workforce, you know, a lot of people have observed that a lot of our youth ricochet out of here because Mm. opportunities lack. Uh, That's not so true anymore. 
we're we're seeing a lot of the entertainment district on the north side of town. Mm-hmm. And now this project that you're doing, we're seeing people like your daughter, Christina Wells, who was in here a couple of weeks ago singing for us, by the way. Nice. Uh, but she, you know, she is here. She's committed here. Oh, yeah. And she's a 20 something and, and she's locked in. She's ready to go. Yeah. Uh, we need to keep those kids here. And when they see these types of programs that they can gravitate towards and that these adult mentors are really invested in this mm-hmm. and they're passionate about it and they're real coaches and real mentors who want to help them take their first steps into a solid career. I mean, this is huge. It's, it is huge. And thank you for mentioning our partners um, up north. Mm-hmm. JW is a, is a, has been an incredible supporter of this project because all ships rise. That's right. And for, for all, so many reasons, whether it's economic development, whether it's maintaining a, a culture that our youth are invested in, which brings me to the other side of my life, which is this simple gift series. <laughs> this is one of the reasons why I'm so committed to we, we hold these um Every other Wednesday, we have these play groups mm-hmm. with joint initiatives. And um, it's one of the reasons why I'm so committed to these little tiny people coming in and having this. They they take a little class with Miss Linda and the zoo is there and there's face painting and there's activities and there's art. And it's free um, is for that very reason, because I want those little tiny people 20 years from now to go. I, I was that. I yeah. was here. I was little, but I was here. Yeah. And um and I want them to own it. Yeah. I want them to own it. I want them to have a joyful experience. And um and and part it's funny cuz that program in itself how it was birthed out of COVID, how it went national, how now it's become a teacher tool, how it's become a tool to bring communities together. Um that was really the catalyst for how I got so involved with so many of the spokes up at the state level. Mm-hmm. Because again, at the end of the day, what brings people together, right. it's what makes us human. It's that creative essence. Well, in the, in the business community, can support this too because when you have a vibrant arts community and you have people that are dedicated to creating, okay, you, you've got people that are moving to the community, staying with that employer, but they're also staying in the town because there's a lot of things to do. Right. Right. Well, and on that note, it's funny because I was just talking to a group of young professionals just yesterday that said, we can't wait for City Odd to open because it seems like we're really good at opening bars downtown, <laughs> but there's nothing else to go and oh, do. What a great observation. So that was that was out of the mouths of a 31-year-old. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so I was like, yeah, you're right. And and they're excited. They've been mm-hmm. watching it and they've been coming to things. Um, but um, yeah, there's a million ways as corporate folks. Why would you not want to get involved? This is investing in your community. This is investing in in, in historic, um, in historic building that's on the historic register. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's going to kind of complete the landscape and the story of us as Coloradans along the front range, mm-hmm. you know, We've got what we've got in Fort Collins. Then you look at what we've got in Boulder. Then you look at what we've got in uh, Denver, Colorado Springs, Pueblo, and then Trinidad. This cultural hub doesn't exist anywhere else. So the support that we're getting from our colleagues in Denver and across the state has been unbelievably inspiring because they get it. They say, you know what? We can't do these kind of conferences here. Mm -hmm. They usually go to Utah or, I mean, we were actually just this past session, um, part of advancing the tax incentive for, for the um, film and media. Mm -hmm. We at least got $5 million. You know, that's a, that was, that was definitely (laughs) a step forward. I mean, we've got serious um, competition in States around us. And so a, a vehicle like this, this, 
cultural hub that the city auditorium will be um, serves a lot yep. of, of um, purpose. So yes, I would invite every corporate person, every person listening mm-hmm. to contribute to this project. And it says a lot when a community does donate and get in there, ma- make investments into the city. And you are the embodiment of, of, a, of a little parable I know of a person who plants the seeds of trees whose shade you will never sit under. Yeah, dang damn it. Good thing I like the sun, you know. <laughs> I'm not shy of the sun, that's for sure. That is awesome. I mean, it's such a blessing, Linda. Everything you touch really starts blooming. It just comes to life. Let's walk some people through here. You've got people who are kind of quasi-retired or maybe even retired. Here's an opportunity to get involved in volunteer, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Uh pitch in on, you know, let's let's pay for this thing as a community. Let's pull our weight and put in capital investments into this. What's the best way for folks to do that? How do they connect with you? Sure. You can uh, really the easiest way is to get onto the website. It's mm-hmm. communityculturalcollective.org. I know it's long, but type it once and then it'll it'll always it'll be in there. Magically appear, yeah. Yep. Um, you can also um, email me at linda.w at communityculturalcollective.org. Um, but we are a mighty team now, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's it's a great group of, of of folks. And you can come by the city odd anytime, and um, and and chat. Yep. And we'll 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 give direct you, you where you want to go. Yeah, we'll give you a tour. We'll take you to lunch across the street at <laughs> at Shovel Ready. That place is amazing. I've had some it, of the hamburgers down there. They're absolutely yeah. well. Amazing. That's my Calcrates beef. That's Ranch <laughs> Food Direct. We're very committed to my our local. Calcrate. Yeah, we're very very committed to our local ag. He's a good man. You've been listening to Linda Weiss. She is the founder of the. Colorado Springs Community Cultural Collective. Hit them at communityculturalcollective.org and get involved, folks. You can volunteer. You can learn about it. You can donate. And come to a concert. Come to a concert. Look in the latest North edition. If you don't have it, go on coloradomediagroup.com forward slash subscribe. Get it for free and you'll see the whole roster of events or go to their website, communityculturalcollective.org. We'll see you next week, folks. This is the Highwayman singing us out. I was a highwayman Along the coach roads I did ride With sword and pistol by my side Many a young maid lost her baubles to my trade You've been listening to True North with your host, Dirk Hobbs. Saturday mornings at 8 on AM 1460 and FM 101.1. The answer.